0: Hello everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Mayfair podcast. I'm Andrew.
1: This is Josh. Lee. Are you, it was your birthday yesterday. Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Were you uh, partying till dawn?
2: Uh, well, no. I No. Yeah, I, I was out late, but it wasn't, it wasn't a ridiculous night. Oh,
1: here. I, I saw you eyeing this at my house last time. Here's my leftover millennium. <laughs> Thank you very much. I got That's that. That's
2: cool. What, what do you got for me, Andrew?
1: Oh, (laughs) I also got you a Star Wars play pack. Thank you. That's nice. Wow. And because it was almost free, a uh, Star Wars (laughs) Valentine. (laughs) (laughs) There's stickers in it. Thank
2: you. The candy. I don't know if you should eat the candy, but uh, oh, uh, I haven't eaten candy in a while. Thank you very much.
1: But yeah, last time Lee was at my house, I saw you eyeing the in the package Millennium Falcon, and I got two of those for (laughs) Christmas, and I was like,
2: see if he doesn't have that yet.
1: That's I'll, I'll,
0: I'll see if I have a Millennium and Falcon at home.
2: <laughs> you're my least favorite co-host so far. <laughs> and after you rehired him at the Oscars and everything. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow, well, I really screwed up there. Um, well, thank you, thank you for all the well wishes. 45. It's time to move on. 45. <laughs> that sounds awful. You're a grown up. Yeah. It's awful. Your kids are
1: like adults practically. Yes,
2: they're yes, they are adults. They swear. They, <laughs> They Pay taxes. The- <laughs> yes. Put them to work. <laughs> Is it next week you're going to Disney? No, it's Easter week. Easter week. Easter, I it was March break week. Easter weekend. So, the, yeah, the Easter buddies not coming to our house this year because we'll be in Florida at the Star Wars celebration. But, yeah, no, this March break, I don't I've got nothing going on.
1: Yeah. Well, we can kind of talk about two weeks of movies now because you got a head start. And, yes. And well, yeah,
2: well... Yeah, I, I can't get anything done on a Monday when it's when I have the kids. So I yeah. just, and, and, and actually, uh, La La Land was offered to us, so yes. that just filled up the week pretty easy.
1: Yeah. So right now, we are speaking for the week of March 10th to the 16th, but then we can also chat about stuff coming starting Friday, March 17th, because it's a, a rarity, happens a couple times a year where we have two weeks of programming. Uh, over March break, the, the thing on my mind, of course, is Star Wars, which is so great to see that on our screen
2: yeah it looks good here i, I went to an advanced screening of K- kong skull island last night you know and it was in one of the smaller theaters it's silver shitty cinema and it started and the theater was packed and yeah. it's the, they do these advanced screenings with the hopes that everyone in the theater will be really impressed with the movie go to work Thursday morning. Right. Tell all their friends to go see it on the weekend, and they'll fill the place on the weekend. That's yeah. the idea for these advanced screenings, really, yeah. to put a shine on a movie. But I go to see this movie in Silver City, and they—I I left the theater like it started, and I had to get out. Get out of the theater. Was like you still have your 3D lenses on. You're showing oh, a no. 2D movie. It's probably going to be released in 3D, but they showed it to us in 2D. Right. You're showing a 2D movie with 3D lenses on. It, it looks. Really dark. You can't even see Kei Kong's face. Yeah. I couldn't even read what was on the dossier that was handed to John Goodman at the beginning of the movie. Do something about it. And they never did. So, uh... I, I you know th- what I'm talking about is that it is worth seeing movies even if you've seen Rogue One already. Yes. come see it properly projected at the Mayfair because yeah. we don't
0: have 3D lenses. Yeah,
2: that's right. <laughs> or well, a screen. Just, yeah, we at least at least we hire we spend a lot of money on a, on a professional projectionist and the image is is it's much better than your your average chain theater. So yeah, I can't wait to see King Kong again here. Yeah,
1: yeah. there were some uh, a couple of nerds upset that we didn't uh, and I say nerds lovingly that we aren't having nighttime screenings of Star Wars, but I think. Probably both because it kind of happened eleventh hour, and we had a bunch of other stuff kind of puzzle pieces. It, it mostly in. has
2: to do with La La Land.
1: Yeah, so it, <laughs> it, it it's,
2: all has. And if it does really well, we can always bring it. But we can hold it. It's not coming out on Blu-ray till April. right? Yeah. So we have a small window before those pesky Disney vaults happen. Kind yeah. Of thing, so. I almost didn't. I think it's at Silence. I almost mm-hmm. took out Silence and put in Rogue One there, but I don't know. Three. It's three matinees. It's dude. It's got more screenings than Sing. Yeah. And yeah, we can always bring. I, I wouldn't mind trying like six thirty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind trying that the week after.
1: On like a Wednesday, sure. Thursday or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. But La La Land's just too attractive. Like, oh, for sure. People have been bugging us for that movie for years. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry, Rogue One just took second seat to La La Land. Although in my heart it doesn't. Oh, no, yeah. Well, it's just I
1: mean, if you just look at our track record the last little while, with even after bringing back Moonlight, there, there's little hiccups where we didn't have it. So it's not a straight run, but it was like our sixth week or something. Yeah. And I worked... A Sunday matinee at like three o'clock, and we had two hundred people. So these Oscar movies are are good for us. And
2: that's I guess that's another reason why Rogue One's only on during the matinees is that Moonlight's been doing so well. And I was actually considering not holding it over another week. Right. But the distributors like you're crazy not to hold <laughs> it over. So yeah, there it is. Still, I think they're because if as soon as we say no to a movie, it goes to Rainbow.
1: Right. Right. And
2: then they make. $2 on a Tuesday at Rainbow, you know? Yeah. And they split that with the distributor so the distributor literally gets 50 cents yeah. uh, per ticket. Or, yeah. So, it's But it's
1: a nice problem to have because I remember a few years ago us really fighting to get stuff and then yeah. now it seems like we're getting Oscar kind of things a little bit faster or a lot faster actually. 2017 movies like when we, when we get into a new year
2: yeah, because the numbers have been good. The reason why we're getting these movies is that over the last two or three years, our numbers have been getting better. Distributors have been noticing it. Mm-hmm. They ask me questions like, how many seats do you have? Right. And like, what's your demographic? And I like these questions because it makes me think the higher-ups are paying attention to Mayfair. We usually get unnoticed, right? Usually oh, yeah. I have to the distributors to yeah, reply yeah, yeah. to an email so it's nice it's nice to you know be noticed by some of these people
1: because there is that misconception and 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 i've said a few times before that i don't bear ill will to people who have this misconception because like i don't know anything about running a restaurant or i don't know anything right. about running a daycare so all kinds of like behind the scenes stuff so i wouldn't know but there's some people who think we could just get anything yeah. at any time yeah and we can't just say like Say, like, right now, we can't just say, hi, can we have Logan this weekend? Or, or something older, like, can we have Empire Strikes Back this weekend? Right. There's stuff that's locked away. There, there's politics of when stuff comes out on Blu-ray or other theaters or multiplexes or neighboring theaters or all this kind of stuff. So, so we have a game that we have to play, too, to kind of...
2: Shh, don't speak so loud. I think Andrew went to sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here. He's here. He's here. Shh.
2: <laughs> Josh, let him sleep. He's been up all night. It's not even 2 o'clock. I'm playing
0: playing with Lee's uh, crayons.
2: (laughs) Star Wars fun pack. Did they say Star Wars on the crayons? I don't know. They'll they'll be
1: worth something. Yeah, you can't use them. You can't actually play with them. But yeah, so I'm excited to get Star Wars over March break. I'm only going to get to see it once, probably, because I'm working a couple matinee shifts over March break as well. What else are we screening? The other, oh, Hidden Figures, is I think the last of the... Oscar movies that we haven't screened. Yeah, I, think, I, still I think that's haven't it. Seen, yeah, I haven't I've seen, seen it. That's
2: still like the last one I haven't seen over the Oscar. Um, well, I'm glad you saw it, Andrew. Good for you. <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> Don't tell us if you didn't like it, because people aren't going to come.
0: No, it's good, and it's yeah. a good. It's a
1: Mayfair movie.
2: Yeah.
0: So I think people people will enjoy it.
2: That's interesting too. Uh, I got
1: an email from somebody. It's because of who we are. We get a ton of requests from from students, high school or college, university, writing articles about us, which is yeah. which is flattering. But I admit it does get a bit repetitious because you're like, oh, that's the same question, same question. So somebody was asking me about our demographic, and I was like, well, I think we have the reputation of a grindhouse cinema to some still. Mm. But really, it's, yeah, movies like Moonlight and movies like, like Hidden Figures I'm sure will do well with us coming up and, and uh, Manchester by the Sea, that's what's kind of paying our bills for the most part. And we, have, we do well with, with the B-movies, cult movies sometimes as well. But really, it's like with a Gundor head, we can only pick one. I think we'd be Ooh. like, yep, it's La La Land over this horror movie. So it's, it's an interesting twist that's happened where in, in my youth, yeah. this was like the first place I saw Monty Python movies or David Lynch and that kind of thing. And we've still done that in the past few years. But now, really, it seems that we're getting this kind of se- senior citizen and young family vibe with the occasional... Nerds. <laughs> I, th-
2: I think I think the Mayfair was an art house theater waiting to happen.
1: Right. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it.
2: And then the the, 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 uh, the seniors lived in caves underneath. Yes.
1: Yeah. The <laughs> south part
2: of Bank Street, waiting for us to put on movies for them. Yeah. And and I'm not trying to put down the seniors. The like sophisticated. Oh yeah. fair.
1: And they're great because like I have so many. They're not staying home and downloading stuff. Right. Yeah. And people saying like, "Are you getting La La land?" Like. Like, yeah, like you said, like months ago. And I was like, yeah, we're for sure going to get it, just don't know when. And they're like, okay, I'll wait. And I trusted that they did. So they'll do that for us, too. I think the other crowd, I'm sure somebody coming to watch Star Wars over March Break, or Rogue One, has already seen Rogue One, but they want to come see it again. Yeah. Because it might be their last chance to see it on the big screen. I've seen it
2: six times. I can't wait to see it Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, and and, and my son wants to come see it twice. I don't don't know if we can fit that in, but we're going to try. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, yeah. It's funny how the Mayfair was. And the Mayfair in the 80s was only open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. That's amazing. And they they closed. They were closed Sunday, Sunday to Wednesday. They did rentals right. those days, like if they can get a their Chinese film. But mostly, uh, the Mayfair's always struggled. It's always been this, I mean, maybe not in the 30s and 40s. <laughs> but uh, it, it struggled for a long time. And it was closed much before it reopened in the 80s and became what it was. And here it is. Lights are still on. Yeah, uh, and business are, business has been pretty good. We shouldn't brag about that. We're gonna get no. Bugs. Yeah, you jinxed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, and 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 April's coming around the corner, and usually summer is the worst time of year for us. Yeah, so things really slow down. But we've had some good. We had the last few summers have been all right. And I think I'm amazed by,
1: and I would love to read more about it. But it's it's when the Mayfair was showing. X-rated fare on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and I believe I, I, I don't know if it was House of Targ or if it was kind of more above ground. But across the street was a strip club, and yes, how was yes. this neighborhood? Because like when you look at Euclid Street and you look at the houses, I think those were the kind of houses that were still around here. And so weird to think that these pretty high-end, expensive houses and this nice neighborhood. And this little block was like a porn theater and a strip club and, and a dive bar,
2: like, like well, I guess none amazing. of those things worked. They yeah. went away <laughs> yeah. because you know this uh, this has been an art house theater waiting to happen, yeah. and maybe this whole community is, you know has become what it's meant to become over years, and now it can thrive. I'm it only
0: took eighty years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been yeah. a lot of porno movies, but I
2: mean, I mean, but there's a lot of obstacles yet to come. Avatar 2 seems to be something I keep thinking about that might change things because it'll be a 3D movie where you don't need 3D glasses. You know, IMAX wants to start opening uh, virtual reality theaters. Right. And there's all these things that we're not going to ever be able to compete with or keep up with in terms of technology. So, I mean, the industry keeps changing and almost day by day. Yeah. And as, you know, as long as, uh, you know, there's a crowd out there who still wants to see 2D movies the old-fashioned way, then here we are for you. You don't need the distractions of 3D or IMAX
1: yeah I didn't even think about that until you were talking about Kong but I, same thing I went to a preview screening of the the rather terrible Suicide Squad mm. and it was dark Academy yeah. Award winning the Academy Award winning like, there's a lot of
2: people complaining about it finally people don't complain there yeah. was 300 people there last night yeah. they just sat there no one got up and complained because they're so used to watching downloading movies watching movies crappy quality no one cares about details anymore
1: and I, remember, I was here once where I was in the box office and things started up And a a nice woman came out and and said, There's nothing on the screen, but the sound is on. And I went, Oh, thanks for coming out. But she came out after like two of the three trailers. And so that fascinates me that, like, you know, one trailer's no picture, fine. Two (laughs) trailers. So I ran up, and all it was was, and I think it was some weird gremlin in the machine, but just the light bulb didn't turn on at the beginning of the day. So I went on, fixed it with the push of a button, everything was fine. Only one woman came out, and it it was, you know, there was like 100 people in here. So yeah,
2: people have to. I think people should complain. We're encouraging people to complain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I think think we're lucky where we, like you said, we have our projection is much better than the average and we care about it. So you're going to see less horrible, horrible mistakes.
2: Yeah, it's it's the sound too. Yeah, the sound is like real surround sound, and where the speakers, the rear speakers are beside behind you, rather than in front of you, like it is at most of these stadium seating theaters. Like I sometimes sit, I can I don't like sitting at the back because you're literally behind every speaker, so there's no dy- dynamic at all. Yeah, and and the way it's worked, they're so high up too. There's no range. Yeah, so it's like a real movie theater. You know, the town is one too. Mm-hmm. But, but there's very not a lot of them around anymore. Almost a rainbow. Almost a rainbow is a better place to go see first when I look at movies when they finally come there than seeing them at Silver City or Coliseum, the way they've built these places. Mm-hmm. You know, if anyone's going to build a new movie theater, try to build it like a palace. You yeah. know, like right now, you know, I'm so excited for Last Jedi to come out. I can't wait to see it opening day, but there's no place to go see it in an auto because every theater looks the same. Everything's built exactly the same. When I was a kid, you know, Paradise Theater at the Gloucester 5 was the place. Oh, yeah. The Paradise yeah, yeah. Theater is like where I wanted to see T2 and Batman and Indiana Jones and Alaska State. You know, those movies you were so excited about, I'm going to see it at Paradise Cinema nowhere else first. Because it was a grand old theater that they tore down the, when they built the, the Silver City.
1: Yeah, it, it breaks my heart that the Somerset Theater is not there anymore. Because right. the first the first movie I saw at a theater was Empire Strikes Back at the Somerset. Mm. And I saw a number of kind of big, important nerd movies over the years there. For me, with the Somerset, it was... And I remember going to see Phantom Menace there. Yeah. Big lineup. And it was just, like, no matter what you think of Phantom Menace, that was a fun day. It was a bunch, mm-hmm. of, bunch of nerds all in line, eating pizza, playing board games on the street. It was, it was a fun day. Mm. So whenever it was, I forget when the, the poor old Somerset finally went away, you couldn't have written it better. I was walking down the street, south on Bank Street, just hit over Somerset and I turn to my right and I see a big wrecking ball hitting into the Somerset theater I witnessed it like perfectly it was like oh no (laughs) and and now it's it's gone now it's just a a parking garage slash uh, condos I think but yeah so I I witnessed them tearing down this picture someone
2: inside still popping popcorn yeah (laughs) 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 you remember do you remember I mean so you saw the first film you saw in the theater was Empire Strikes Back yes yes so you didn't see when it opened though because in Ottawa at the time, there was a projectionist strike. Oh, interesting. In Ottawa, and Empire Strikes Back opened everywhere. And for weeks, it, came, it took to come to Ottawa. That's hilarious. Like, I did not know that. Blues Brothers as well. Right. Blues Brothers, people I knew who, who saw Empire, or, or Blues Brothers, had to drive to Montreal to see it. Yeah. Because it was projectionist strike. And uh, I remember being young. I was eight when that movie came out. And... Uh, being in a room and everyone was talking about the Empire Strikes Back because they drove to Montreal or saw it in Toronto and I had to close my ears um, because it and, and I eventually saw, I saw it at the Nelson which is now the bike town.
1: That's amazing. I wonder if I could like backtrack that or ask my mum my about that of like because I didn't know that. But that It's interesting when you find out little bits of history that are part yeah. of your life you're like oh I didn't know that so well, I, I, I must have seen it like maybe like May 1980 then or something like yeah,
2: that. Yeah I, I, don't, I don't know how long the projection strike lasted. I know it's funny I know, you know there's not few, very few working projectionists in Ottawa. The Bytown has projectionists, yeah. the Mayfair has projectionists, the CFI has a projectionist, but that's it and they all know each other and I've known them for a long time so I hear all these things from them because they've been working in, the, you know, in Ottawa in projection booths since the 70s or maybe before some of them and they, they talk and these stories get passed down so yeah I was reminded of it a few years ago by the manager from the Bytown Dennis, before he quit. I mean, he must have quit a decade ago. Yeah, And he was like, yeah, there was a projection of Strike. And I had to drive to see the Blues Brothers. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. That's when the Empire Strikes Back came out. I remember now everyone had seen it except for me because they saw it in a different city. I remember
1: going to see it. And I was like four. And when you're a kid, time works differently, right? Because when you're mm-hmm. four... Four years is an eternity. That's your whole life. Yeah. When you're 40, it's a small chunk of your life. So it's this, it's this weird time-space continuum that happens to your life. So I had seen Star Wars at the drive-in relatively close to that, like yeah. maybe a
2: year before or yeah. something like that. The re-release. When yeah, re-release. Yeah. When they put episode four in front of it. Exactly,
1: yeah. So yeah. I saw that. So in my little brain, after seeing Empire Strikes back, I, re- I distinctly remember looking at my dad and saying, when can we see the next one? And he said... I think the last one was three or four years ago, so probably three or four years. And I was just like,
2: three or four? What are you talking
1: about? I was so upset that I had to wait that long to find out what happened to Han Solo.
2: Yeah, but now I, I wish it. I wish it was still three years. Yes, because they would spend so much time crafting the movie. They, but they're doing that now. I yeah. mean, Last Jedi was wrapped over a year ago, yeah. And they've been spending, they've been cooking it this long in the post-production oven, doing the special vaccine sound engineering. But with Empire, with all those, they spent three, there was three years in between. And they were just trying to make the best special effects movies they could. And that's what I love about those movies. Yeah. I've kind of, now with the Han Solo movie coming out six months after Last Jedi, I'm like, yeah. it's not long enough. Yeah, need more, make you know, make it longer. You take it out of the oven too soon, it's not going to be ready.
1: <laughs> I'm never in a rush. And I think growing up, learning to read and having all my beliefs being based off comic books, I'm, I'm used to that monthly schedule, that cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And so with the kind of oh. Netflix world we're in, <laughs> I, I'm never big right. on, like, rushing through something. I don't mind a little bit of a wait. So now, yeah, like, now that kind of things are coming a bit faster, sequels come out a bit faster, uh, I kind of avoid some of the, the behind-the-scenes stuff or the, the, the previews because it's too much, you right. know?
2: Yeah, it's, it's kind of fun, though. I remember with Fury Road, I didn't watch... I st- I watched the first trailer but that's it. I stayed away yeah. from all the other trailers and yeah. the making up and it was fun after seeing it going home and staying up till three o'clock in the morning watching all this. Watching the trailer, watching the behind the scenes footage mm-hmm. and just kinda seeing what I missed. I did I remember Force Awakens was like that too a little bit. I I went home to watch all that stuff I avoided and it was kinda fun to do that. It was almost like having the special the special features on the Blu ray right after seeing it in yeah. the theater. Not having to wait three months.
1: Well I remember like comic books would often come out just a little bit before the movie Mm -hmm. so that was like a humongous spoiler like you could walk into the comic store and buy Return of the Jedi number one like a few weeks before the movie Mm -hmm. and I remember like kind of sneak peeking in and like not wanting to know because you could read the whole I think novelizations are the same sometimes where they come out before the movie Whereas now, more and more, I kind of avoid geek websites because I just found that they lead with the spoiler and the headline or they tell too much. And I just kind of, I'm kind of taking a step back and I just like watching things, watching things without knowing anything.
2: Yeah. I remember you make me think of before I was married to my wife. I took her to uh, Roger's Video or Jumbo. It was Roger's. Mm-hmm. And they rent movies. Where you know they put the new releases on the shelf in the back, and the re-release of Plan, the original Planet of the Apes was came. You know, new to VHS, and the cover of the, the new box had Charlton Heston in front of the Statue of Liberty on oh, the page. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. and I said, I said, Cheryl, don't look at that ha. because. You haven't seen the movie yet, and it's going to ruin the end of the movie for you. Do you know this story? No. It's going to ruin the end of the movie. Don't look at the cover of the Planet of the Apes box. And she swatted my hands away. I said, I know how Planet of the Apes is. I haven't seen it, but I know how Planet of the Apes ends. And I'm like, okay, smart girl. How does Planet of the Apes end? She goes, they're made out of people. And and I walked out of the (laughs) video store and and never saw her again. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's funny how they don't give a – shit anymore when no. you know, sometimes it's spoilers and stuff. But I, you know I, King Kong kind of works because everything in the trailer, the trailer's up until it's out now was everything in the first act of the movie so the, after the first action you, you've seen everything in the trailer so the rest of the movie was fresh and I was telling this to a friend of mine and then the trailer came on TV like oh now they're showing everything Yeah, especially then. yeah, yeah <laughs> Once the movie's out they, the studio just wants to get everyone in the theater. I remember with, with Rogue One Yes. They were trying to keep so much little in the trailer as Mm -hmm. possible. And they actually, they were put special effects in the movie just so they would fool people like the TIE fighter at the end of the the, 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 movie. It's not in the movie. So they were trying to get Disney to hold back before the movie came out in the theater, reveal too much. But once the movie's out, the trailer's on TV. They're just—they'll show you the every, everything. They'll show you—you know—they'll show you uh, Marilyn Chaber slitting her wrist in the bathtub yeah. <laughs> behind, the, behind the green door. No, that was Georgina Spelvin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, they'll just show you everything. And they don't give a damn.
1: Andrew, do you remember what your? Because you're younger than us. Do you remember what your first movie theater movie was? It was either
0: The Jungle Book at uh, Britannia Six or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Canada.
1: Oh my God! You saying your first movie Ninja Turtles makes you feel really old. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was like 1990. 1990? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was born yeah. in 85. So there so. was
2: a re-release of the Jungle Book in 1990?
0: Uh, 89 or 90. I think maybe really? Jungle Book. That might have, have been be the like the one, tail yeah. end. Because they, they were stopped. re-releasing all those movies, like Robin Hood, all the...
2: Oh, Robin... I I saw Robin Hood in the theater. I liked that. Yeah, yeah. Robin, Robin Hood. I was in love with the... When I was young, I, I fell in love with the the, the female fox. <laughs> yes. She was so sexy. <laughs> Before I knew what sexy was, <laughs> I just always... My eyes would draw to her, and I'm like, oh, I hope he gets her. I remember... I, yeah, I remember
1: there, used, there was actually like... It was like a seven-year loop, I think, they used to have or something like that, where it was like Pinocchio would be out in 1970 and then again in 77 or whatever. I think they stopped. I think it's VHS's fault. I think that was their mindset of why they stopped the old Disney movie re-releases. But can you imagine if we were allowed to play the old Jungle Book here or the old Fantasia? Like, it would be great. But mm. and, it's, and it's so weird that most other studios, we can play old movies here. Like, in the last little while... We played Batman '66, or we played Superman. You know, other studios. It's been a couple years, but we did all the James Bond movies, and it seems Disney's the only one that is like, nope, you can't have it. You can't have it, even in this day and age.
2: Yeah. I want them. I want I want those old movies. I think the re-release of Star Wars changed everything in 1997. 90, 97, 97 because okay. Because it made so much money Yeah. when they re-released the special edition of Star Wars because 20th Century Fox had a blockbuster on their hands without having to make a new movie. Yeah. And it seemed like everything changed. And then shortly after that, I think, you know, Jurassic Park came back in the... Oh, no, that was too early. But Jurassic Park actually got a re release, and and E.T. got one. That's right, E.T. was the next one. Well, I remember
0: Jurassic Park playing for ages. Like, that was one of those movies that just never left the theater.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and that's more. And that's why I think it's so amazing that recently we've had these giant runs of these Oscar movies, like Manchester by the Sea and and stuff like that, because it really seems now, especially with big pop culture movies, a movie will come out like the last Harry Potter movie, which wasn't a real Harry Potter movie, but that um, Fantastic Fantastic. Beast. Yeah. It came out, made like $500 million, and went away. Seemingly with no footprint of kids dressing up as Halloween yeah. or you know, anything like that. And whereas before, ET would be in theaters for a year, it would be on every. Lunchbox, yeah. backpack, and even 1990 even with Ninja Turtles. Like they rely like, on everywhere built-in fans. It's yeah. Like, yeah.
2: television's working like that right now. Like Survivor was on TV last night. Like, Survivor's still on TV, not because it's doing well, but they have enough fans to keep it on. Right, right. And they don't need to promote the hell out of it anymore. It doesn't even have to be on a lunch pail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you made me think of something else, but now I'm, I'm uh, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Jurassic Park. Because it was you know, Dr- th- a couple of the Pixar movies. They oh, you're saying
0: like uh, studios were just deciding to re-release movies. Oh, instead. about E.T.
2: Yeah. No, um, I'm, gone. It's I'm gone. I shouldn't be on the radio right now. <laughs> is this a radio? What are we on?
0: The, the internet. <laughs> it's like okay. the radio.
1: Yeah. It's like the radio, but we can't take live calls without more complications. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so in, in the next week coming up, which we might talk about on the next podcast, but we've got uh, another one is the Martin Scorsese movie, Silence, which we have just for a
2: couple nights. It just felt... That movie did play at Rainbow. It just right. came and went so fast. Yeah. But... We're the Mayfair, and we should show the new Martin Scorsese yeah. movie. That's what I thought. And that's
1: what I think too. Where it's like, I never want to speak for you when replying to people, but I was like, I think your mindset is just that of yeah. like, if we don't play it only for these two nights, we might yeah, miss no, it. Otherwise, you ever
2: meet up? We, yeah, yeah. The same. <laughs> Silence was yeah, was super. We didn't play it. So <laughs> I can understand uh, <laughs> some people going <laughs> blame La Yeah, sorry, sorry, Martin.
1: When you see something like that, and it's just like kind of a high-caliber movie like a Scorsese movie and we only have it for two nights. It's a mix of a number of things. Like, it didn't do great. We have other things playing. We I'm have... sure
2: we'll lose money showing it. Exactly, yeah. Like, And, that, and that's but, the thing,
1: too. It's like, but we want to have...
2: Yeah. Everyone hates going to church on Christmas morning, but you have to go yeah. to make Mom happy. <laughs> and that's why we're showing the silence. <laughs> <laughs> to make Mom happy. Make Mark Scorsese's mom. Rest in peace. Huh? And then what's the name of the... Uh... M. Night Shyamalan. Split. Split. Mm -hmm. Everyone says to me like once in once a day. Have you seen Split yet?
1: So so I haven't seen it, so I can't judge. And I haven't seen his last movie, which I think we screened as well that I just I just missed. It's fun to
2: kids, too.
1: Is M. Night forgiven now? Is he he's back? Well, this was a
0: huge hit. This movie. Yeah,
1: I think the key is that these last two films were very low budget comparatively like yes, they were like probably
2: like five million dollar yeah, budget, to something like The Happening yeah which is this huge budget that big, big flop
1: so I think I think good on him of yeah. kind of going I still want to direct movies I understand my last four have flop let me do a little one and I think the the village was produced not the, was it the village visit the visit sorry was produced by the paranormal activity guy so they know how to make a low budget movie and then this one I, I believe the budget same thing was like five million bucks and then it made like a hundred million bucks So I respect that when a filmmaker goes like, okay, I understand, this hasn't worked. Give me a little bit of money and let me try
2: again. And then there's filmmakers who deserve that but aren't getting it like John Waters. Yes. um, Who can't get a movie made right now. That breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Dirty. What was the last one? The Dirty dirty Shame. shame. That wasn't really went straight to video in Canada. Which is
1: like ten years ago, right? It's
2: like we just opened the Mayfair. Yeah, it was eight years ago. Eight years ago, we opened the Mayfair. I was like, oh, we we should show the Dirty Shame. It's like, oh, it's on DVD now. Uh, oh, right. yeah. It came out so quick, and it's like. Oh, but it's he's great.
0: got a, a new book coming out.
2: I remember water in two movies, Dirty Shame and Water Lilies, were the ones I wanted. And oh, Water thats a good one. Yeah, I wanted to show that here, but they, they came on DVD. That, like the the moment we opened, <laughs> I think December or January. Right. whatever it was eight years ago.
1: Yeah, it's just like you would think that somebody would be like, yeah, hey John, here's three million dollars. You know, just yeah. something, just like I I think he might be able to do like, the Kickstarter-type thing, if he had the ambition to do that, it'd be like, right. like, uh, we're going to do a Kickstarter, you can buy T-shirts and Blu-rays and, and pay I, for an appearance on the set or whatever. I but think like,
2: he makes so much money now just doing his speaking engagements. I think so, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of a hard pill for him to swallow. Well, that, that's
1: my, like, I have a few that will likely never happen just because of price and availability and stuff, yeah. but, but John Waters coming here would be, like, yeah. a dream. yeah. But I I've, I've, I've imagine his appearance fee might only work for a theater three times the size of this right. place or something, right. you know, without charging $200 for a ticket or right. something like that. Yeah, something like that would be amazing. Because it is, it's like, and I know he has a couple of ideas, too. I remember one was like a, a kid's movie. He wanted to do a kid's movie. Yes. And it's like, oh, somebody let him do a
2: kid's movie. Come on, <laughs> please. Yes, it'd be like Bad News Bears. Yeah. If you're showing. <laughs>
1: And yeah, Bad News Bears is something we have coming up in about a month in April. It's our April Kids Club movie. And that just came, you said to me, like, Bad News Bears is available.
2: Yeah, Uh, yeah, because I'll get these updated DCP lists from the studios. And sometimes they'll put what's new on the list, and right. sometimes t- only two or three movies. Yeah. And Bad News Bears stuck out to me with like, all caps. It wasn't all caps, yes. it wasn't bold, but it felt like that, and it was flashing. Yeah. And the smiley face it. like, wow, I, I, I always would love to have seen that on the big screen, and never have. It's one of those movies, well, yeah, geez, it was a big part of my life, all those three movies, you know, back in training and basic training. Uh, no, uh, Basically, <laughs> go, go to Japan. <laughs> go to Japan. I think be three. <laughs> yeah, they were, but it was all they're all just on television. I don't think I've seen any of them. And there was it, a TV
0: but... show at one point.
2: Yeah, and the first one was humongous, right? Like, like yeah. box office wise. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and it's my favorite sports movie. Yes, it's yeah more than it's it's slap shot for kids. Yeah, it's better than Slap Shot. It's, yeah, it's it's. And I did put a little it's better than Natural. <laughs> I know a guy's favorite film of the world is The Natural, and I tell him I still I think still bad think bad news bears is a better film about baseball and alcoholism than The Natural. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I put a little asterisk on the website because it's a it's PG and it's being shown as part of our Retro Kids Club. But it's PG with a PG. lot of swearing. PG
2: was big Even back then. Everything was G and F. Yeah, uh, so. it was a G F and uh, nothing for kids was rated. To... Jaws was PG, right? And then then these Bears was PG, so that was a big deal. Yeah, because there was, there's a lot of swearing and and the bad words, not yes. not like, darn and damn and no. hell and heck, like the bad the worst word, yeah. the N word. Yes, it, it yes, gets repeated. And yeah. and uh, but at the same time, that was the era and. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, things, it, were,
0: things were a little bit more politically incorrect.
1: Right. Yeah, I think anybody bringing their ten-year-old to it will know what's going on. I can't
2: wait to bring my eleven-year-old. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> He's named after the movie, right?
0: That's right, Tanner. Yeah.
2: Well, Tanner's character. Uh, I wanted to name my kids after movie characters, but my wife wouldn't allow it, but she gave me their middle names to do ah. so, so Tanner, Max Tanner Debarb. Tanner is Tanner she she didn't want,
0: She didn't want you naming uh, your daughter Police
1: Academy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Tanner's the one who says all those bad words too. <laughs> which, which is
1: the actor playing Tanner? Is he the one? Oh, I
2: didn't, you know, I, so the actor, they, they all grew up to be very ugly. And Who's the one adults. who came back?
1: The, um, the Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie yeah. Earl Haley, yeah. 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 And he wasn't handsome.
0: <laughs> he's in no. He, he's in Watchmen.
1: Yeah, and he like he oh, was right. like out out like he was like working yeah. as a, a yeah, delivery quit. man or something like that. And then in the past, and then he got
0: a role and got an Oscar nomination.
1: And, and now he's yeah. back and doing things. I've seen him in like
0: half Just a dozen like movies
1: last
2: year. Daniel Day Lewis.
1: Yeah, is, like, he would make shoes. shoes. He's like I'm out
2: cobbling <laughs> shoes. I like actors like that. Who are and I like, think he's shooting I, with Paul Thomas Anderson yes, right now. Yes. What's yeah. that movie? I didn't know. No right? one knows. Oh. But yeah, Daniel Day Lewis is reteamed with the director of there will be blood which is probably one of the bad 10 best films of the new century
1: yeah i love the the climax of that movie which everyone mocks all the time of of the, the milkshake I, speech yes oh i love that scene it's such yeah, a good scene yeah, yeah changed
2: a, the way of bowling forever yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes I, that's, a, that's a
0: good bowling movie <laughs> next to kingpin
1: speaking of bowling we
2: have big lebowski
1: coming up yes and it's funny because it's you had just mentioned you're not a big fan of the Coen Brothers mm-hmm. a little while ago, and then well, right like on the heels some of, that. of them,
2: right? Like you, Blood, Blood Simple, Blood Simple, and Raising Arizona. You don't like No Country for Old Men. I really like that movie. Yeah, yeah, but, but you that, don't that's like it. Nothing in between, nothing yeah. after. <laughs> not that I don't like them. I just like.
0: Think they're a little overrated.
2: Yeah, even Fargo. Oh, I remember really? the, I saw an advanced screening of Fargo, and I have a Fargo ice scraper in my car that I got from that advanced screening. Right. But I don't love it. I, I but it's on TV. I do really like Stalin Starchard. Is it Stalin Starchard? No,
0: Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare. Stellan
2: I'm effing hungry now, you know. Oh, let's go to Pancake House. No, I do like it, but it's just there's too many dumb characters in their movies, and it's all just oh, about sure. stupid people, and it gets to me. I, I like a, a good funny <laughs> dumb guy though,
1: like, like like Clooney and Hail Caesar. I'm Really, yeah, that's that one of my
2: least favorite films of last year. Really? Yeah. That, uh, yeah, I hate it, but I I wanted to like it because Han Solo is in it. Young Han Solo, You're right, yeah, yeah. And he's stand standout in the movie. And just, yeah, the, but people just like just love it. I mean, critics yes. uh, just like throw their praise. Like Logan, you, oh yeah, you seen the TV commercials or Logan? Like yeah as good as The Dark Knight should be nominated for an Oscar for yeah. Best Picture next year. I'm like, it's all right, but it's not this masterpiece.
1: It's always funny. It's, it's critics especially. And a little while ago, some, I forget what movie it was. It, you know, it was um, The Spirit. Remember The Spirit? Oh, uh, with uh, the, the Frank Miller the movie? The Frank Miller movie. Oh, yes. on the heels of Sin City. It got in trouble for using a bunch of those reviews that were, and not just that there were used by some blogger you would never yeah. heard of, but were 100% fake. Like, it was... Yeah. They got some intern to go set up some fake blogs. Yeah. And that's the Yeah, humanities. they did that
0: with the Rob Schneider movie.
1: I, I can't believe they Rob made Schneider made fake
0: reviews. With, uh, the Animal? <laughs> right. They, yeah. made was, up, they made up a critic.
2: Yeah. I was telling... I was recommending a movie to my friend Aaron, who comes here all the time. I was recommending a movie to him. And that was one of my favorite movies, honestly, one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's from 1984. It's called Mishima, Life in Four Chapters. And I was telling you about this, the, the, the the artist of Mishima and how the story was made and how Philip Glass scored it, and it's narrated by Rob Schneider. <laughs> I told him, and I like he took me seriously. I did a, and I meant to say Roy Schneider, right. but I said Rob Schneider. So he's like, this movie sounds amazing. You it would, it would have been like 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> 12-year-old Rob Schneider was his first and credit. So don't confuse Rob Schneider with Roy Schneider. Uh, that like, that, like that a be very TV. different jaws.
0: <laughs> Deuce Bigelow Open kills your- a shark. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they should shoot that movie right now. <laughs> you know, Hello, Hello, Destroyer, our premiere yes. this week looks great. It's, mm-hmm. It was critically repraised from the Toronto Film Festival. It looks great, and it's a hockey movie, so uh, hockey fans in Ottawa better come see this movie because yes. we put it on. There's a hockey movie at the Mayfair, and it's now Goon 2. Yes, uh, Hello, Destroyer looks fantastic. It's,
1: it's, it's like a. Um, it's not a true story, but it could be a true story because stuff right. like this has happened. It's about where like, violence and hockey.
2: Yeah, and I believe
1: Easy. in this it's... Mm-hmm. Is it a guy is killed? In the I don't know, world, or just hurt. It's violence in hockey, and this this young man, this junior hockey player, is ostracized because what he did. Although people encourage it, and, uh, especially like with my dad, I would go to hockey games, stuff like that. In the in the past decade or so, I just stopped going. I got more busy here. I got to go see a lot more free movies yeah. at the Mayfair, and it was really the violence, to be honest. That really, I was at a game once, and gladiatorial combat. There's two guys fighting on the ice and i saw like a couple like 8 year olds yeah. like screaming for bloodlust yeah. and and i'm not exaggerating like i saw that and i was just like oh i don't like this and it's a part of the game and like have, that's what this movie hello yeah. destroyer is about of just this mix of this canada's pastime that's this
2: brutal violent thing so now i can tell you why I like being your partner. Yes, <laughs> because I know you don't like hockey, and I don't like hockey either. Yeah, me but neither. But and you, yeah, yeah, and most people who work here, but popcorn. People we order popcorn from, right? Uh, they pop all the popcorn for the Canadian Tire Center.
1: Okay. Yeah. So
2: they often give me passes to
1: right. hockey oh. games.
2: So I don't feel guilty now. I, I went yeah. last Saturday. <laughs> I didn't say, Josh, Andrew, I've got these tickets. Gotta go. I just took my son, and it's like, yeah, I, now I can sleep. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Knowing I didn't. Uh, I agree heard like, it.
1: It's the only. The only time I will go is the last two times I went were friends won free tickets, and in that yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go for free, but I'm not gonna pay a hundred dollars.
2: I got smoke shack poutine. I was happy. Yeah, <laughs> and we had hubba bubba. And that's what got us. Hubba <laughs> Max and I chew hubba bubba and had a good time. But
1: uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see because it's yeah. Hello, destroyer looks excellent. Was it Sundance? I think it won a directing award at Sundance and a couple other things Canadian Canadian. Screen Awards and what I like uh, social media at its best what I really appreciate is the distributor and some other media groups on social media I love it when we're tagged along other cool people and they're like hello Destroyer Canadian Premiere and it's like TIFF Mayfair, a cool <laughs> theater in Vancouver, a cool, you know, and I yeah. love I love being in that association yeah. of of that that yep, we're we're trying, we're doing this. I don't
2: know why it also seems like no one's talking about this movie. And the distributor's just, just trying hard, you Very know, hard, the yes. reviews are great, but I wonder if the sports uh, NHL has any influence over keeping this shot? Yeah, not having any commercials on TV or not having anyone review it on television. Like no one, like hockey fans should be clamoring oh, like to see this. That movie. movie
0: concussion, which exposed like the NFL. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Something maybe the NHL's saying to CTV or C- CBC. Yeah, yeah. Let us just pretend that movie doesn't exist. Yeah. Let let it go away. wouldn't
1: be surprised if I get. Yeah, it's like I saw an ad on TV and I was so surprised. I was like, wow, an an, an ad. Oh, you saw an ad for it. Well, I saw story? an ad. Yeah, I was, no. I, was, I, was I was watching. Oh. What was I was watching something via the Comedy Channel uh, online, and there was an ad for it. Oh, so okay. So oh, good.
2: Th- well, hopefully people come.
1: Yeah, and and it's one of those movies where maybe drawing a new crowd. You know, people look and
2: say like, oh, a hockey movie comes. Yeah, that. we barely had time to promote it. The distributor said. It's available in two weeks. We barely got the poster in time. We didn't get a trailer until they put a 30-second trailer out on Vimeo. It's not even on YouTube. So they've been struggling getting the word out, but I'm glad to have it. We're glad. We should be glad to have it. Mm -hmm. If it's as good as it seems.
0: If it's as good as The Dark Knight. (laughs) I hear
2: it's Dark Knight good. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, okay, so I think we're going to wrap things up. Lee has to go uh, be oh. a parent, retrieve his children. Yeah, it's terrible. He's got to go fire
0: me again, because I didn't get him crayons for his birthday.
1: <laughs> go home and yell at your kids. I got crayons, <laughs> you didn't get me anything. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, go check out online Mayfair, Twitter, Facebook. We'll have updates of new stuff that always comes rolling in at the last minute. Like I said, this week we were kind of chatting about the 10th to the 16th, which is... Moonlight, The Salesman, Hidden Figures, premiere of Hello Destroyer, Sing, and Rogue One, and The Room, our ninety-first screening of The Room. Oh wow! Which is crazy. December is going to be one hundred, which is yeah, weird. And like, this
2: month, The Masterpiece, or AKA The Disaster, is premieres at South by oh, Southwest Film Festival. Where's that? So trick The Room's going on? to get. Well, it'll be out the after the festival. Yeah. they don't usually don't have trailers before festivals. That's right. But uh, that the rooms can get really big soon. I think. Cool. Yeah,
1: we well, have people keep on asking for him something special for the hundredth month, and I'm like, oh, I, we're we're thinking Three about snooze. the ninety second <laughs> <Three Yeah>. underwear. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, thanks you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Uh, go visit our friends at House of Targ. Check out the link to Audible on our website, and. Uh, yeah that's it let's get out of here. we're all
2: exhausted <laughs> there's, there's a good point we're just like uh oh, tired bedtime <laughs> ah
0: good night good good night. night in a galaxy far far away the adventures of luke skywalker princess leah and han solo did not end with the destruction of the death star now the empire strikes back and the star wars saga continues with the struggle against the dark forces of evil Read the exciting story in Sphere Paperback. Hear John Williams' magnificent score on RSO Records and Tapes. See The Empire Strikes Back, Certificate U. At the Odeon Leicester Square from Wednesday, May the 21st, an exclusive presentation in 70mm and Dolby Stereo. Book now.